You're listening to Last Night's Coffee with Chuck and John. So warm up that old cup of joe and join in on the conversation. What's going on, everybody? This is Chuck. I'm in the basement, and John's in sitting the on the front porch. Oh, on yep. the front porch of the culty sack today. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Looking over the uh, culty sack. I got the uh, highest house. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, my house sits the highest here in the culty sack, so I kind of overlook it. Yes. Yep. Well, that's the the king of the culty sack should have the highest house. <laughs> I like that. I like that. I'll be the king of the culty sack. I don't mind that title. <laughs> I, don't, I think my brother might have a bone to pick with me if he actually listen, uh, would ever listen to the show. Uh, he might have a bone to pick with me about it. But I like the uh, I like the title. And speaking of king, man, I kind of felt like a king on the on the top of a mountain this morning watching the Braves highlights. I'm not going to lie. We don't get to say this often, but it was nice being an Atlanta fan this morning. Dude. Do you know how stressful my day was yesterday? No, I'd like I'd like for you to tell me a little bit about it though. So it started about three thirty when the Georgia game came on. Uh huh. Yep. You I know you got a little stressed out about that. You were worried going into the game. Well, you know, somebody threw up that little infogram about how Georgia had never beat Florida on a year that the Braves went to the World Series. Mm, so you start looking at the analytics of it. So you're like, well, we, oh, crap, we can't have both. <laughs> we can't have both. <laughs> it's not allowed. Well, look, I'm starting to think we may have done something, Chuck. We might have broke the curse. I'm starting to think we may have done something. Look, I haven't watched any, except for the first inning of the World Series, I haven't watched any live world series baseball still because they've been winning chuck we they talked have. about it on this show several times they've been winning i haven't been watching and they just keep winning so i'm going to keep not watching that's what you do in that kind of situation so how are you going to celebrate when they win tonight well i'm going to wake up to it in the morning and it's going to be a wonderful start to november you realize that the braves will be could be world world series champions before i before midnight tonight can you believe it you're gonna have one happy john show up to work if they win tonight look i really had to reel myself in i cried i cried (laughs) i know i cried a lot because it really started to sink in the braves are one win away from being world series champions one win away it really started to sink in and I cried a whole lot. I had to reel myself in, gain my composure and remember we are Atlanta. This is not over until it's over. <laughs> Do you- we got one more game, baby. I'm keeping my game face on still. I've really got to, I've got to change my tone. I'm grateful. I'm excited. I am, but I'm really trying to keep my game face on, you know? Yeah, I know. I don't understand because I don't follow it as close as you do. Mm-hmm. But what was the deal with our pitching last night? Why didn't we have a regular starter? So 
We had well, first of all, we had a pitcher get hurt, Charlie yeah. Morton. That's the one that broke his leg. It, well, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So Charlie Morton broke broke that bone, and that kind of messed up our starting rotation. So. Uh, this new thing that's kind of come about in baseball is having these reliever games. So what we do is we just platoon a bunch of guys out there yeah, uh, and see how many innings they can eat up and see how well they're pitching. And let me tell you, I, I know it was a historic start for that guy Lee last night, uh, but it didn't go real well for him. <laughs> no, he didn't pitch well at all. He, he saw what out. four batters, I think. Yeah. I think he saw four batters and he was gone. Um, he, he, he got one out, um, no offense to him. You know, I, I was reading something. One of the pitchers was talking about Brian Snicker, uh, the Braves manager. And he said, Snicker shakes your hand every time, whether you pitch really bad or really good, he shakes your hand the exact same every time. And the pitcher was saying how that means a lot. So I'm going to try to take the Brian Snicker road and say no offense to 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 Lee, the the starter of the game last night for the Braves, but uh, I'm glad Kyle Wright came in and he kind of settled things down a little bit, huh? He settled it down, and then, um, yeah, he pitched a lot of pitches, like he pitched a game. Basically. Yes. Yeah. Well, World Series, man, you're this is the best of the best of the best. This you is. Know? It's part of what makes the world the postseason postseason baseball freaking yeah. awesome. It's freaking awesome. It's so intense. Every single hit matters, man. It's it's crazy watching the highlights, going back and watching the highlights. Um because in the game, you know, you miss when you're watching the highlights, you don't have that edge of your seat nail biting intensity when right. you're just catching, you know. All, all I'm sitting there doing is watching Rosario's double off the wall or whatever he hit, you know, and it's like, wow. And that kind of got things jump started, I think. And what, what was that, the seventh inning or this? I don't remember. But he scored, they scored a run. And then Dansby, remember Dansby Dude. in the bottom of the seventh hit that, hit that tie, uh, tie game home run. And that was just incredible. Yeah. That was a, that was a happy dude. Yeah. And then to go back to back, man, with Solaire. Yeah. Uh, I tell you what, the team that Alex Anthopoulos has put together, uh, I know he's been praised a lot, and I'm going to praise him even more, the general manager of the Braves. He has really put together a team. I wrote him off at the All-Star break when Ronald Acuna Jr. got hurt, and Alex Anthopoulos really came through for the Braves. So hats off to him, man. The Braves are doing amazing. But, again, I'm keeping my game face on, Chucker. We got one yeah. more game. We got this. I mean, we, you look at it's kind of a patchwork team here. It really is. It really is, man. And uh, and we're running, you know, Max Freed out there, who's really young, and Ian Anderson. This is his first full season in the majors. Um, and he made that start, you know, two games ago where they won. What was that? Two nothing, right? Yeah. Uh, what a game that was, too. Uh, what a game from him. They they he pitched five shutout innings. Did you see any of that game? Uh, what game number was that? Was that that was game three? So he pitched five hitless Friday innings. night. Yeah, it was yeah, Friday yeah, night. Yeah, yeah. I watched. Well, I watched. So we started watching that game and then watched the movie and then come back and watch the end of the game. So. I got you. Well, that that guy who started Ian Anderson, he's a native of Marietta, I believe. Yeah, native of Marietta. And uh, 
he was able to pitch five hitless innings. Or no, Swanson's the uh, native of Marietta. But Ian yeah. Anderson is also a, a hometown kid. I can't remember exactly where he's from. But Anderson's a hometown kid, and he pitched five hitless innings. First time he has uh, – first time a rookie has done that in 100 years. Wow. Yeah, really impressive stat right there. So, I, I man, I'm really jacked up about the Braves. You know, I could get really super um, statistical about it and all, but – They've just done a great job persevering, uh, you know, an 88 win team making it this far and making yeah. it to the World Series is just awesome. And it's one of the things I love about baseball. Have you seen that uh, that stat on they did a survey and it's like all the states that are pulling for uh, the uh, Braves versus the Astros? I haven't seen it. Please tell me what it is. So it's like. <laughs> Everywhere, I mean, basically, you got Texas, yeah, against the world, against the country, really, except Delaware. What? Yeah, for some what? reason, there's enough Astros fans in Del- Delaware. That's to, so uh, strange. Turn that state orange. Wow, wow. Again, goes to show you, uh, uh, the Braves are still America's team. They were the only team broadcasted on both national television and national radio in the 90s. Yep, They're still America's team. I'm holding true to it. I love them. They are America's team. Yep, they're America's baseball team. Because there's the, the Yankees are too polarizing. Who hates the Braves? Who goes out? I mean, unless you're like an arch rival you know, fan, nobody really hates the Braves. Right. I, well, I'm just going to say We do sometimes. It. I mean, it's it's tough to be a fan. <laughs> it's tough to be a fan sometimes. Like last year, when they blew the three-one uh, lead in the NLCS to go to the World Series last year, you know. So yeah. that's why I'm just saying, everybody, hold steady. Don't rock the boat. Keep doing what you're doing. I'm not gonna watch. I might watch a little bit if I get back from trick or treating soon enough because this is a special Halloween it edition of uh, last Halloween. night's coffee. <laughs> yep, I'm gonna take the kids trick or treating. How about you? Is Charlie gonna do any trick or treating in his uh, preteen years? I think he's done. Yeah, he don't. He's about to be a teenager. Yeah, he'll be a teenager this week. So, man, I think he wants to go to his sister's house and uh, hand out candy. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Is that right? Oh, he's not. You guys probably don't get any trick or treaters out there in the country. No, if we do, so, that's not good. So, yeah. Does his sister live in a neighborhood? Yeah, she lives in a neighborhood. So, oh, gotcha. Gotcha. She's so, he's like, done with the trick or treat. Yeah, he's done with trick or treating. And, uh, you know, I got to work tonight. So, right, right. So, you'll be at work at six. Hopefully, I won't have any trick or treaters. Yeah, I heard that. I heard that a handful of candy just in case they were like, oh, there's a light on trigger. <laughs> there, you go. there you go. You might need to. There's a big neighborhood right behind the uh, right behind the shop there. So you never know. You never know. It's probably <laughs> going to be active in in the town tonight. Over there. Uh, I would imagine so. I would imagine so. I would try to stay hunkered down. Uh, I wouldn't venture far for lunch if I was you. Yeah, I'm not. Um, you know, I grew up around that area and it was always pretty active. So. Yeah. Um, my nine year old is kind of given up on Halloween. I tell really? you, man. Yeah, I tell you. You know, the kids they have the opportunity to dress up at school this uh this week, of course. You know, they get the opportunity to wear their Halloween costume as long as it's appropriate. Yeah. And we asked them, you know, hey man, what do you what do you want to dress up as? 
we're, we're getting the girls' costumes. What do you want to be? And uh, he opted out. Dang. He opted out. Yeah. He said, I'm going to go. I'm just going to go as me. Wow. Growing up there. Growing up, man. I know. It's kind of like a, a changing of the tides, right? Yeah. Yeah. T- tides going back out, man. It, it'll, it, it'll come back in in a different way. So let me ask you something about living in the cul-de-sac. Go ahead. Do y'all have a HOA? No, sir. That so, was one of my stipulations on living in a neighborhood. Um, I was wide open with Catherine. Um, you know, I, I really wanted her to be happy with our house, but the only stipulation I had was no HOAs. So nobody tell you how tall your grass has to be? Nope. I think it's a little different. <laughs> in Austin, Texas. <laughs> Man, in Austin, Texas, they're very serious about how tall you keep your grass. But I tell you what, they were trying to do the right thing. I'll give Austin, Texas the benefit of the doubt here. Okay. If you read if you read this article, did you read the article I sent you? Uh, no, because I don't have the news app. So I've got I've got okay. the app pulled up from the news and observer from somewhere. Okay. So it's got an article. I would like to point out the Austin the people of Austin, the 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 guys working for the city just showed up to cut this man's grass. Okay? Yeah. Let's just lay out the story real quick. The people of uh, these workers for the city of Austin show up to cut this man's grass because it's out of control. And while they're working in his front yard, they start getting shot at. What the heck? Yeah. These guys just start getting shot at. Um, you know, they have been serving this guy, serving this guy, all kinds of notices and whatnot for a long time. They finally put a, uh, a thing on his door saying that they were going to cut his grass and buddy, they went to work. And after a few hours, they started getting shots fired. Um, and so they immediately backed off and uh, SWAT team was called in and uh, they tried to negotiate with the, with the poor fella and he wasn't having it. So did you think he had mental problems? He had yeah, to, right? He had to. He maybe he may have been cracked out. You never know. I mean, I have to think drugs or alcohol was involved in this. Right. I have to think that. But uh, yeah, this guy, and he started shooting at the SWAT team, and yeah. so they send a robot in there, and the robot finds out that the house is on fire. What? And it's in, yeah. Yeah, I'm and reading that right now. I just yeah. That's how the in the. Uh, they don't know how the fire got started. Nothing. Uh, they just they just find the house is on fire with the robot, and then eventually the man makes his way out of the garage, and he's carrying some guns. And you know the SWAT team takes him down, and he was rushed to the hospital, but he he died. Of course, I found the article I read said the uh, cause of death is unknown at this time. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm I don't really know. <laughs> I guess yeah. there's a potential for smoke inhalation considering his house was on fire, but I mean, the dude got shot coming out of his house. So, so is, and don't think if I was a SWAT team member, I would second guess where I'm shooting that guy. If he's coming out armed, Yeah, which he did, he came out of his house armed. And if I'm one of those Austin SWAT team members, I'm not second guessing where I'm putting a bullet. You know That's what I mean? Right. So is it, is the, is Texas man the new Florida man? <laughs> they, I think they have such a rise in population. It's become such a hotbed, man. I mean, dude, uh, for all Austin. kinds of people. This is the most peaceful part of, of Texas. 
I mean, you would think. You would think. It, it's, it's weird, right? Because apparently Austin is this blue city surrounded by a bunch of red cities and counties and yes. like rural ranches and cowboys and all that stuff. So it's a really interesting dynamic and it sets it up for really good politics and things like that. Yeah. But um, I don't know, man. It's We still get the Florida stories. Don't get me wrong, but right. you're right. These, these crazy Austin stories are kind of growing. Yep. It's because Tim Dillon and all the comedians moved out there. You know, all they them, all, you know, yeah. all the podcasts all move out there. I'm telling you, Theo broke the mold, though. He, he, our boy Theo moved to Nashville. Yeah, he went to Nashville. He's having a good time. He's hanging out with Morgan Wallen. Sure enough. Sure enough. Hanging out. Dude, I, I, I've had a blast watching, um, watching some of the clips of him, you know, doing for Morgan Wallen and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, it's just absolutely hilarious, dude. That was, uh, he, he, how was a, that was a big deal. Him, Morgan Wallen being in the news, huh? With those racial slurs. Yeah. You got to watch yourself. Yeah. You, you got to watch new, yourself. His new songs kind of got a rap beat to it. Oh, does it? Yeah. You think that's a little uh, on purpose? I don't know. Char- Charlie goes, Dad, he said the N word one time and now he's a rapper. <laughs> yeah. He's get- well, he's just trying to be diverse, <laughs> right? <laughs> he's just trying to be inclusive. Uh, but hey, um, speaking of kind of different races and whatnot. Uh, how about in the news this week, the man confirmed as the great grandson of Sitting Bull. That's pretty freaking awesome, right? Man, when you sent me that article, that was, I seen it in the news um, and I meant to go and look into it, but I hadn't yet. So I was really glad that you sent me that article, man. That was a really interesting read. So they, what I found interesting is they've had a lock of hair yeah, they preserved that thing, didn't they? In, in in the Smithsonian, and now they're using it to test to test uh, the DNA, you know, against it. But man, why why did they why did they keep a lock of this dude's hair, man? Well, and you know, if you look at the picture, it's braided like they. You know, you know what I mean. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting, isn't it? <laughs> but. I did a little looking into Sitting Bull to to find out, you know, maybe why. It's interesting you asked that because okay. I was I was kind of interested, you know, what made Sitting Bull so important? Um, you know, why are we talking about his great grandson in the news today? Uh, you know, I I I am familiar with the name Sitting Bull, of course. Do you, do you know anything specifically about him? Do you remember anything from school or anything? Not really. All um, right. I know he was a Lakota. Lakota. Yeah. I learned so he was art. like a like a Sioux Indian uh, leader, spiritual leader. Yeah. Um, he was a warrior at one time, but uh, later in his life, uh, he was involved in the Battle of Little Bighorn. And I don't have my show notes in front of me, so I'm going all off the top of my oh, head dang. right now. Okay. So, uh, hopefully, someone chime in and on our Facebook page or something and correct me if I'm wrong. But I I just did all this looking into it, um, you know, just a little bit ago. But in his older age, he was kind of like a he was kind of like an advisor at the uh, the Battle of Little Bighorn, which is where uh, the American armies were coming in and they were invading these Native American tribes trying to defeat them because they wanted basically they wanted this land. They wanted this area. There was a gold rush in the area. 
Right. You know how we did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so who do they send in to defeat these uh, these hard nosed Indians, uh, Native Americans, other than General Custer? Yes. Good old General Custer. So they send Custer in. Um, and he's surprised because Sitting Bull has developed an army himself uh, just because he was such an influential guy. Uh, he was such an influential speaker. He had gained an army of about 800 men and they weren't expecting that. So when they showed up, um, there was a complete annihilation, Chuck, of five uh, cavalries, I believe, or companies. No, companies, five companies. Of, of American soldiers. Complete annihilation. Yeah, there was they... only one survivor, and it was a horse that was found several days later. This is the Battle of Little Bighorn, and um, this is when Custer dies, actually. Custer and two of his brothers. Yeah. Um, he dies in that battle. But uh, it, it was a really defining moment in that war um, the Sioux War, the Great Sioux, I think it's called the Great Sioux War. That was a really defining battle in it. Um, is this is this covered in that book Joe Rogan's always talking about? I don't think so. Yeah. That book is more about uh, the Comanches in Texas. Oh, okay. So maybe that's part of where that wild man in Austin came from. I don't maybe know. So. But I'm just, uh, you know, Native Americans, the Comanches were um known for their vicious battle tactics and their incredible intimidation ways um they had an extremeness about them and they didn't split hairs but the the great sioux indians man they they really held their own for a long time unfortunately sitting bull wound up having to flee to uh canada and so on and so forth but um i did want to want to look into him a little bit and that was part of what made him such a such a recognizable name um was the fact that he was kind of an advisor to uh the battle of little bighorn he wasn't himself involved but he had i think two sons involved or two so grandsons i can't remember advisor to the native americans correct correct and they're not even sure to what capacity Really, I mean, no one's really sure to what capacity he was involved with advising them. Um, I mean, his protege, uh, Gall, I think, was what they called him, G-A-L-L. I don't know. I, I just read across his name, you know, doing my research. But this is, again, this is all off the top of my head. But um, he, was, he was one of the leaders actually fighting in the, in the battle. Um, he was one of the warriors. So gotcha. um, he was involved. And then again... Uh, Sitting Bull sent, I think it was his two sons. You know, Sitting Bull lived, I think he lived until the 1890s. He, he fled to Canada, but the food was scarce and his people couldn't live there. So they wound up having to come back to the United States where they had, you know, a, a warrant for him. And they arrested him. He wound up going to a camp. And again, he refused to farm and they wound up killing him. Really sad. Um, you know, he was too influential, basically, even in, even in, uh, even in a detention center. Uh, basically they turned native Americans into slaves and they were trying to get the leaders of the native Americans to farm. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, they're not farmers. you know, they're they not, want it. Right. They, together. Right. Right. And, and he's the chief, you know yeah. what I mean? Chiefs didn't do that kind of thing. Really. Um, they nah. made more advisory role type decisions. Um, 
And so they wanted to make a, an example out of him and have him be a low farmer and he wouldn't do it. And they wound up killing him in, in a little detention center. But anyway, uh, sitting bulls, it, isn't that amazing that they kept that for so long? Yeah. I'm sorry. I went on a long rant you about did, sitting bulls. Right, I did a little research on them and I, it was interesting, right? Um, I know those were big names and I, you know, Custer is a big name from from those from that time period. Sitting Bull was a big name from that time period. And I was interested to know why his name still brought up here in 2021, why we're right. still talking about him and why this why the Smithsonian kept a piece of his hair. Yeah. You know, weird. right. But what's the significance of his, you know, his grandson has been claiming that his great grandson has been claiming that he was his great grandson for a long time. Um, and he just wanted to prove it, right? Right. He just I'm, had the opportunity to prove it. Is that maybe, all? Yeah, I think that's what that is. I mean, you know, there might be a little clout in it for him. I'm not sure. He's an old dude, too, you know. Yeah, for sure. Uh, for sure. Hey, speaking of uh, speaking of clout, how about uh, how about your dude from the cover of Nevermind? Can we bring that okay. up too? Yeah, this is this is more. You know, we don't have to do a deep dive into it because I think everybody that listens to our podcast probably knows what the cover of the Nirvana Nevermind album looks like. I hope so. And there's a baby on there, mm-hmm. and the baby is naked. Yep. And I say naked. I say naked. You say naked. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Going back to our uh, our show on uh, oh, what's his name? <laughs> I can't think of his name right now. What are you talking about? Um, the southern comedian, southern. Oh golly, uh, Louis Grizzard. Yes. Yeah, barbecue on a on a uh, coleslaw on a barbecue sandwich. Yeah. You know he 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 said naked <laughs> naked 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 is when you don't have any clothes on naked. Is when you don't have any clothes on and you're up to something. Oh, uh, that's right. That's right. So that's anyway, right. so this baby's naked on the yeah. cover of Nirvana's Nevermind album. Yes, and he everybody is, knows, everybody remembers from the '90s. What what year was that released? Do you remember? Ninety-one. Okay. Okay. So this guy was a baby in '91. So he's only like what, thirty? Yeah. Thirty-one somewhere there. Yeah, roughly. And he is now su- suing Nirvana, mm-hmm. uh, saying claiming child pornography, per- pornography, per- pro- dang, pornography. I mean, yeah, I can't say I can't talk today. Pornography. But, yeah. So he the devil the 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 dark arts the dark arts. So it's yes. child porn. Yeah, child is porn. what he's trying to claim it is, and that. He did what didn't have consent to take the picture and all that. Blah 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 blah. blah. What's this guy's name? What is this guy's name? Uh, Spencer Eldon. Spencer Eldon. Yeah. Spencer Eldon. Yeah. I don't like his name. I don't already. like his name either. He sounds kind of you know. Yeah, I'm going to be a little judgmental. So you know, you were on jury duty this past week. It's my turn to be a little judgmental now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, jury duty. It was be a little judgmental, but um, sorry to interject that. But yeah, yeah let's go on with the never mind. So, Spencer, what did old Spencer Spencer suing Nirvana? Suing Nirvana. I don't even know how you sue sue a band that's non-existent. But well, uh, okay, I guess the, it's like the state. Now he's only suing for a hundred and fifty thousand dollars. 
mm-hmm. for permanent harm, which he claimed stemmed from extreme and permanent emotional distress with physical manifestations and yada yada. In other words, this has affected his life, but only $150,000 worth of his life. Right. Right. I mean, let's be honest, a year's worth of income. Yeah. A year's worth of income for an average middle class nowadays citizen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's upper, upper yeah, middle class, upper, right? Upper, upper middle, upper middle class, class family. That's what they're going to make a year. $150,000. Yeah. So. Dual income, you know, that type yeah. of family. Yeah. So they, they asked uh, David Grohl about it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's like. What did my man David Grohl have to say? He just brushed it off. You know, he's like, the dude's got a never mind tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> That's such a good point. That's such a good point. The dude's got a never mind tattoo. And he's recreated this photo before several times several times and made money off of that yeah you know selling that picture or whatever yep and he's got a never mind tattoo on his body yep come on and you're gonna sue for one hundred fifty thousand dollars. that's insane that's insane i mean old spence old spence got nothing else to do yeah and you know one hundred fifty thousand ain't nothing for david no (laughs) dude dude everything that guy touches is gold the fighters of the food are making so much money it ain't funny no and they deserve it with the talent that they have i'm going to be honest with you you know they're going into the rock and roll hall of fame they deserve it and do you know who is doing their induction i don't please tell me paul mccartney oh man oh man what a great what a legend. So, yeah, Paul McCartney is inducting the Fighters of the Foo into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That's so cool. I didn't know about that. When now, is that taking place? Do you know? Uh, that's this year or oh, okay. the next, whenever the next, the next induction. class goes in. Yeah. I got you. Hopefully, Paul McCartney will still be around for that. But uh, yeah. he's getting up there. He will. I believe in him. <laughs> I do too. Uh, but I don't know if I what's odder is the fact that that's happening or that the Foo Fighters are old enough to be going into the Hall of Fame. Isn't that something, huh? Yeah, I you mean, know, a band we grew up listening to that was formed during our lifetime. Yeah, like yeah. a band that people were like, "Man, this Dave, he's going and starting a new band with with some <laughs> kid drummer." It's like not much older than us. <laughs> Man, they ain't gonna do nothing. Right. Ain't Nirvana, which they ain't Nirvana. But nope. It never tried to be. Never tried to be. They're a rock band. Absolutely. And now they've toured the world, I don't countless times. And <laughs> and deservingly so. Like I said, they're so talented. I love the Foo Fighters. Yes. I celebrate their entire catalog. Yes. and and, you know they're as far as fans get fan bases go they're exactly opposite of nickelback people love foo fighters and they hate nickelback (laughs) that's true even though they're both post grunge bands that's absolutely true (laughs) but 
Dude, come on. It's Nickelback. They're Canadian. Maybe that's why they hate Nickelback. Because I, they're I Canadian? Remember, yeah, I remember when Nickelback was popular. You know, I do too. And then I, was all in, of a sudden, I was in high school. And all of a sudden, everybody's like, who knew what? I'm like, what do you mean, Nickelback? You know, Nickelback. I still enjoy some of their catalog. I don't celebrate all of it, but <laughs> I know you do. That was one of the first one of the first conversations about music I remember having with you was about Nickelback and and, <laughs> and and how you don't understand the hate against them. I don't. You know, I, I kind of do. I kind of get it. I kind of get it. They're Canadian. That's just not really my thing. But it's, it's not, not really my thing. Bad music. I guess not. Uh, some of it's catchy, I suppose. We don't hate on uh, Shania Twain for being from Canada. Don't even bring up Shania Twain and Nickelback in the same conversation. What's wrong with you? They're both Canadians. Man, it feels good. Uh, uh, what are you talking about? Shania Twain and Nickelback don't belong in the same conversation. They will probably be in the same Canadian Music Hall of Fame. <laughs> probably wasn't norm mcdonald canadian too shout out to norm mcdonald r.i.p sure love you man was canadian i've been watching so many of his uh so much of his comedy lately i think i've sent you a bunch of his little highlights yeah <laughs> but uh yes yeah. he was a canadian stand-up comedian oh how about that how about that i love me some norm mcdonald i love me some norm mcdonald he's got a lot of inappropriate 9-11 jokes that i just can't help but laugh at <laughs> Um, speaking of 9-11, man, we've talked a little bit about war, you know, and, and Sitting Bull and all that stuff. Uh, how about them ships, dude? You, you sent me an article last minute, last minute. Uh, that you wanted to get in on the podcast about these ships washing ashore in the Pacific Ocean. Yeah, so um, on a little island uh, about 800 miles from Tokyo, mm -hmm. seismic activity volcanoes and earthquakes and mm -hmm. whatnot, have lifted these ships up to the surface of the ocean. Isn't that awesome? Yes. Dude, About the pictures of them are so neat. Yeah. And we sunk them, you know, during, during a battle. Yeah, the U.S. did, right? Yeah. Apparently, yeah. we captured these ships. Yes, these were captured ships, and we just sunk them right there and made a breakwater or something out of them. But this yeah. isn't the first time that they've appeared so when there's seismic activity in this area these it'll push the ground up you know the surface of the ocean or the floor of the ocean up right with a bunch of lava and stuff yeah. like that just compounding materials and whatnot yeah yeah and it'll expose these ships and then as it settles back down the floor goes back down and the ships go away yeah it's just That's weird something yeah and it and and so they've been seen before. And wouldn't yeah. it, didn't the article say uh, what thirty five? How long? Ago? Yeah, about thirty five years ago. Yeah, isn't that wild? Yeah. You know, I um I knew a little bit about. I didn't know about um off the coast of Japan and these ships coming and going, but uh, I knew a little bit about islands appearing and going away because of the Philippines when I visited there. Uh, I talked about that on the show before. Um, but yeah, I I, I learned that. 
I, I think I was researching the, you know, I've always been a little weirdo, man. I've researched the Philippines a little bit before we went out there and like learned yeah. it. It's literally, it's thousands of islands already and they come and go with storms and, and volcanic uh, eruption and, and all that stuff. So yeah, yeah same, same deal. But isn't that something, all these warships yeah. uh, coming out of the, coming up and uh, coming out of the water, man, that's so neat. And to think we just we were just like yeah sink them because there was no port or something like we couldn't dock right. them so we were like ah whatever just sink them yeah I Screw mean them. total could... annihilation right kind of like Sitting Bull was with Custer yeah <laughs> in the, isn't that wild there was twelve I think they said they sent twelve Indian companies in on that Battle of Little Bighorn to try to wipe out um, the Indians there was only eight hundred Indians. No, it right. was more than that. Was it 800? It was more than 800 Indians? Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. On this article, it was 1,500 Indians. Okay, total in the, in the, still, in the battle. That's not a lot. No, but they sent 12 companies and totally annihilated five of them. 260-something yeah. total dead, I think. It's crazy. Crazy. They just completely annihilated. And, and, the, and the Native Americans only lost 80. Yeah. Man, they were uh, trained warriors, dude. We could have yeah, learned a lot from them. They wasn't fighting them with bows and arrows, were they? Probably. I mean, they had guns. I don't know. Well, uh, we're talking late, what, mid-1800s, I think, right? 1876. Okay, late, uh, yeah, later 1800s. So, yeah, probably. They had to be using some firearms, at least to some capacity. Yeah. So, I would hope. <laughs> yeah. I'd hope yeah, they adopted it, was... it at some point. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't read about that. So I just I just looked into Sitting Bull himself more. Uh, <laughs> that guy, I just wanted to know why, you know, why keep this dude's hair for so long? Golly, he died in 1890, and it's 2021. We're still talking about him. Yeah, and we Ooh. still got his hair story. <laughs> yeah, that's nuts. And 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 we're still making sure people are related to him. Like, yeah, that's that's wild. Well, you know, that could be important for that guy. He may end up being a chief or something now. You know, I wonder, do they put that into like the 23andMe database or something where people can like compare it? I don't know. Oh, man. Kind of makes me want to go and get it. You know, the more the more the more information that gets out there, you know, it's like, who could you be related to? Uh, but what if you found out you're related to like Hitler or something? <sighs> that would be terrible. Yeah, that would then, be terrible. You would have to know that. Like, I'm I'm kind of cool. Like, I'm. I'm I mean, it would be terrible unless you were a Holocaust denier. <laughs> it, just, what, it don't matter. <laughs> like yeah, I'm just saying, if he, you're he a Holocaust was, denier. He was underappreciated. Boy, you know. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. just had some progressive ideas. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Those people are freaking insane. Uh, but there's all types of people in this world. So, yep. praise, yep. you know, thank God for them. Anyway, we got a meme this week, Chucker. We got a meme this week. I just had it pulled up. I'm fixing to uh, send it your way. It's kind of funny. Goes with the holiday festive season. All right, it's a, it's upon us. It is upon us. Um, this, it, I consider Halloween kind of the start of it, right? It's the kickoff. Yeah, that's what I think of it. Uh, that's how I think of it. it I'm glad you ha- see things my way, Chucker. Yeah, it starts with Halloween and kind of ends with. Uh, the Super Bowl or um, Valentine's Day. 
Nah, I say New Year's. You say New Year's? I don't New know. Year's. New Year's is the end of it for me, man. I mean, I, I, I think anything you, that you could break a dip to a party. <laughs> I mean, that's the holiday season. Man, praise God, baby, that, uh, you know, COVID didn't kill queso, dude. I know, that's right. I was so worried about COVID killing queso and people having to bring their own quesos and not sharing yeah. chips and dip and oh, – Man, that was buffalo a concern of mine. Like that, Whew, yeah. You know that buffalo chicken dip from Publix? You know, shout out to Publix, dude. I get I know the one we, for Sam's. I haven't have, tried the one for Publix yet. Didn't we bash on Publix for not knowing how to make a sandwich on the yeah, show? Probably. <laughs> I feel like we did. Let's give a prop. I don't to know if it's all the Publix. All, I don't think it's all the Publix. I think it's just our Publix. <laughs> yeah, that one near work, man. Whew. So That's did rough. you get it? Oh, heck, I don't know, man. We got on a rant there. Let me check. (laughs) You got any memes? It'd be a whole lot cooler if you did. It's the meme of the week. All right. Yep. Pulling it up now, everybody. Sorry. All right. It's the meme of the week. Here it is. Name one movie from this picture. There are 40 total. Holy smokes. I'm glad we got a little time left in the show. <laughs> Woo! All right. I see Scream right off the bat. Scream's the easy one. Yep. Scream right off the bat. Freddy Krueger, Beetlejuice. That's three. Yep. All right. You keeping up with me? Uh, Jason, Saw, Chucky. Five. Idle Hands, I want to say. Or no, maybe, well, Adam's Family, was that a movie? I don't remember. Yeah, Adam's Family was a movie. Okay, and then Idle Hands was also another movie where hands came off like that, just saying in the 90s. Where are you Weird movie. Okay, dude. I see. Yeah, yeah, right above Chucky right. on the on okay. the roof there. Oh, so you're kind of going, you started at the bottom and you're going in a circle. Yeah, now. just kind of working my way up there. I'm wondering what all the boxing gloves are about. I haven't figured that one out yet. Yeah, I don't know that one. Um, I see... Now that I work my way back down to the boxing gloves, I see the ring, you know, coming out of the ground back there. Oh, um, right. I don't know how many I'm at now. Are you keeping count? Uh, six or seven. Okay. Um, Bates Motel. What is that one? Uh, that's um, that's uh, Psycho. Yeah, yeah, Psycho. Um, there's something that Cadillac in the back there. That's not a Cadillac. That's Christine. Christine. Yeah, it was a Dodge. Uh, or Chrysler. How about the mummy on fire? I don't know that one. Uh, the balloon is it. Yeah. Oh, we got to be up to 10 or something like that, At right? Least. Yeah. Um, uh, is that the ring again with the girl coming out of the well? I don't know. I don't know. I was either. trying to figure this out. Maybe. Um, that's the uh, headless horseman up there in the moon, right? Yeah, that would be uh, Sleepy Hollow. Yeah, Sleepy Hollow. Whoo! This is a good one, man. This is a great one. This is I love this. There's the got to ha- be something to do with the comics and the frog, right? That has to do with something. Yeah, something. Is and that then, what's the guy with the uh, what's the guy coming out in the storefront underneath the the mushnicks? I don't know because I'm not a big horror movie guy. So, like, yeah, I, I recognize the An- An- Amityville Horror House, you know, back there behind the car. Right. 
And the right. only reason I know that car is Christine is because I like movie cars, not because I've seen the movie. <laughs> I see a biohazard thing on, on the stacks up there on the chimney, but I'm not sure what that has to do with it. I see the bike. I'm not sure what that has to do with it. Yeah. Um, you see the a, pumpkin? I see the pumpkin. What's the plant behind it? Is that a little shop of horrors? I think so. I think so. Man, this is a good one. This is a good one. I'd like for our our audience to get involved with this one for sure. Yeah, they're going to have to name this one. Yeah, I like this one. Uh, guys, help us out. Uh, check us out on Facebook and look at the meme uh, this week and see how many movies you guys can find. This one's tough. This one's tough. Yeah. I, I got to say, I'm not a horror film guy at all. But uh, I th- what did I get? Maybe 15? I feel like it did okay for, for not being a horror yeah. film guy. Uh, but, yep. but I'm sure people can do better than me. So get out there on Facebook and check us out and look at the meme this week, guys. And thank meme. you so much. Don't forget about Bigfoot Pizza. Bigfoot Pizza, enter to win. Uh, cheer on the Braves. Go Braves. Yep. Everybody tune in. Bulldogs. Cheer them on. Bulldogs or are still number one. That's right. They're going to make their run at the national championship. I'm calling it, Chuck. I feel good. You know, I feel good about it. I think they are, but they've got to get some more offense going on. They do. I know. We kind of jumped on the Braves bandwagon real quick at the beginning of the show, guys. But um, the, the Bulldogs, I'm impressed, but I would like to see more out of their offense. I agree with you. Yeah. I agree with you. Thank you, everybody, for listening this week. One. We appreciate it. See you.